When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. He is one of my all-time favorite Get Up alums, and he is the pride of Columbus, Ohio. Born, raised, bred, and stayed there. He'll be hanging out with Pat McAfee when they do their show live from there uh, this afternoon in advance of the monster game tomorrow against Penn State. But that's not what we want to talk to Bobby Carpenter about, at least not first. Our old buddy Bobby with us here on ESPN Radio. How you been, Bob? Pretty, I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me on, and uh, excited definitely for that game tomorrow as well. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow's game is huge, and I will take a moment to ask you about it if I could. But as this Jim Harbaugh story has been percolating and has now become a very big deal, we thought, who is it we want to hear with a reaction to this? Who better than the man who represents Ohio State football better than anybody? What is your reaction to what is happening here with the NCAA going after Harbaugh for allegedly stealing signs? Oh, I mean, there's a list of things that kind of happened in the offseason with the recruiting and different things during COVID and the suspension and all that different stuff. And it seems like everything really was behind them. And then you hear this allegation. And, you know, I remember watching the halftime of the Rutgers-Michigan game and Greg Sean alludes to some funny stuff going on. And when I first heard that, I thought, okay, maybe there's some, like, nonsense going on after the play, some stuff at the bottom of the pile. And now all of a sudden these allegations come out about science stealing and, it, like, advanced scouting, which you know, to me in college football, that's always kind of been a big no-no, and that's been a rule for a long time in place. And if they're out there doing that, I mean, it's something that I think you could probably garner a fairly significant advantage, and it's pretty well spelled out that you're not supposed to do it. So if it's happening – I'm not sure exactly how the NCAA handles this because it's, it's fairly unprecedented. Help me with what exactly is it you're not allowed to do. If, if I'm sitting, like, let's say I, I went to, I'm, I'm a Northwestern fan, right? I, I'm a Northwestern person. I, I am, I attend a game. I attend the game tomorrow because we're playing Ohio State next week. And so I buy a ticket like a hundred thousand other people will. And I'm at the shoe tomorrow to watch this game. And I watch the Ohio State sideline. And then I call up the coach at Northwestern and I tell him what I saw. That's against the rule. And that's not against the rule. I believe it's you have to be employed or maybe some official capacity, I believe. No, I get it. But my point, my, but Bobby, what I'm saying is the people who are employed are doing something that every other person can do. So, so how, what exactly are we legislating out? I, I get it. Of course, any, the, 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 you're making my point for me. A hundred thousand people are sitting in the stadium and can all see the same thing. So we're trying to legislate the one person who works for Michigan is not allowed to be sitting there seeing what everyone else is seeing. I don't get it yeah listen i didn't i didn't write the rules greeny when it comes <laughs> no. to this and i i've just never heard anybody doing this before mm. going forward and yeah what you're saying is that probably happened i'm guessing yes maybe absolutely um but as we get it like move forward into college football it, they probably need to get trans the transistors in the helmets to be able to pass it back and forth but that's why you see the three different people out there with all kinds of uh, different colored shirts on they're signaling the three different ways and I don't know if they're – because they talk about recording equipment as well. I don't know if someone was in there actually recording that going on and then ultimately relaying it that way. 
But you are correct in saying, yeah, that if other people are at the game, they could probably watch it. And if they want to go spend money and be diligent enough to go do that, uh, they probably could. I don't know if they would have quite the level of expertise of maybe doing it as someone who you know, was a coach or possibly worked in the military or CIA or whatever it was. Um, I, I just – I will say this. I don't agree with every rule that the NCAA has. I think some of them are stupid, and you know, especially you start talking about amateurism and all these other things. You know, but the competitive balance piece, when you start talking about this, I, I guess you're, you're not supposed to do it. And so if you're doing it and you, they feel like you're garnering an advantage, I've never heard of anybody doing this before. And I've heard of a lot of things that have potentially happened. And this, to me, is just kind of shocking that you would do this now, Mike, in an era where it's easier than now more than ever with digital ticketing to track who's getting tickets, who's going to games, and who would be doing something like that. Yeah, that's fair. So, so Hembo, the, one of the reasons we called you is because Hembo tells me that the Ohio State-Michigan boards are having a great time with this. Bobby, I oh, have Excuse to, me, the Ohio State message boards. Bobby, yeah, I have to imagine that this is red meat for Buckeye Nation, right? <laughs> you obviously have the talk show there. You are, you got, you're our boots on the ground in Columbus. Back-to-back years, Michigan beating Ohio State, unprecedented for Jim Harbaugh, of course. I have to imagine some of the conversation, maybe more than some of the conversation today, is about what we're finding out now about this uh, sign-stealing scandal and how it impacted both of those games. Am I right or am I wrong? I think, well, I think that there probably is, that, that is being alluded to. I mean, it came down yesterday and it was kind of, kind of quick. And the fact that Ohio State was possibly playing you know, Illinois this weekend, it may be a bigger story today. I think in the, like next week after the game, it'll probably get juiced up a lot. But right now, you have the biggest game that they've had here in a month in Ohio Stadium. So it's, it's a, that's been really the focus. But I'm with you with what you're saying. There are a lot of fans. I've already had people reach out to me saying, do I think this impacted the games? I'm like, I, I'm not sure. I haven't had time to fully process this, to think, would there be like a significant competitive advantage? Could this – have changed potentially the outcome. Because you know, there are some plays you look at, okay, maybe if you knew this, maybe if you knew that. And then there's also some plays like, hey, this guy just went out there and made a better play, and I'm not going to attribute it to anything other than you know, player X being better than player Y at that point in time. Our old buddy Bobby Carpenter with us here again. He'll be live with McAfee coming up at some point today in advance of this game. Hembo had the line of the day if he want to use it. If, if Harbaugh does decide that he's just getting tired of the NCAA chasing him and he wants to go back to the NFL, maybe he should go coach in New England because, you know, they already have all that stuff there. You know, they've already got <laughs> they've already got all the tapes and everything. That So, so I mean, with that, you can, I have a feeling that would go over well on your show today, Bob. Oh, absolutely it would. I mean, there's a lot of people here that love to bash on the Pats, and now it's an easy time, too, because they've been struggling. You, you throw in a little Jim Harbaugh with that green, it's really the perfect elixir to get some people fired up and excited about it. And so I'm not sure how much this really impacts it. Like, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You look at Spygate and you look at some of the things. I just know that, like, as far as people have done these things, like you said, in maybe a, more of an unofficial way or maybe tried to skirt it, but to be as brazen, I guess, is what Jim Harbaugh did. I guess that's just the thing that's befuddling to me. He's kind of a different and unique guy. And to see someone do that in more of a formal manner when, like you said, Greeny, you could probably have somebody do it with more of a looser affiliation and, and probably skirt past all of this. But now with all the digital stuff and communication, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where this thing goes. But Bobby, in, in all seriousness, do you get the sense, do you get the sense at all that, that Jim Harbaugh might actually be coaching in his last year at Michigan, given the fact that now this is the second time this year that the NCAA has come down on him or at least is trying to? You know, people have talked about that, and that's why he's acted the way he has. It's like, you know what, if you want to get rid of me, that's fine. I'll, 
Maybe he's garnered, and maybe he has enough juice now and enough steam if he has one more good year to maybe garner some more NFL interest. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, Ben talked about how he's loved, you know, the NFL and he wanted to get back and he had that big declaration about him returning. But it seems, I, I can only go by actions. People can say one thing, but their actions will generally lead you to the truth. And he's acted very reckless, to say the least, with how he's operated his program and some of the things that he has done, which would lead me to believe that maybe he doesn't value college, coaching in college football as much as people might think or as much as he's proclaimed. Bobby is with us here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Uh, Bobby, quickly, the game tomorrow is the most important game that we have had in college football so far, by far. Hembo gave me the numbers yesterday. The, the difference for both these teams, Ohio State and Penn State, as far as their chances of making the, um, the playoff are, it, it's that goes from 70 to 20% for both teams. So it means absolutely everything. Uh, how is this going to be decided? I assume you're going to tell me Ohio State is going to win. You can tell me otherwise if I'm wrong. But how will this game be decided tomorrow? Tell me how you see it coming down. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. So I think it's the best Penn State team they've had in a while. And they've scored a ton of points. They've covered every number for those people that are interested. Some of those have come late. Their offense screen, if you look at their yards for play, isn't overly explosive. So they like to matriculate the ball down the field. And they've had some of the best average starting field position in the country. So they've had short fields, and they, but they haven't had a lot of explosive plays. And so for Ohio State, it's going to be about getting off the field on third down. And then conversely, I think if you can hit some of those explosive plays over the top, you know, uh, Chop Robinson and Isaac, very good defensive ends, can get a lot of pressure. They like to bring heat. If you're going to single up Marvin Harrison Jr., though, in this Ohio State receiving crew, you will eventually get, get caught. I don't see this being a crazy high-scoring game. But I, pro- I like Ohio State in this, probably about 24-13. So, Bobby, one thing we talked about yesterday, I think, I think this is sort of a fascinating subplot to this game and games like it. We're effectively getting a de, a de facto playoff game in October because of the stakes and because we have a four-team playoff. But obviously, once this thing expands to 12 teams, which we know is inevitable, that won't be the case anymore. As one who has seen the, all the iterations of college football and the way that it determines a champion, do you think a game like this will lose some of its luster once we get to a 12-team playoff? You know, I think it could a little bit because this right now, as you mentioned, is the de facto elimination game. Um, you add more teams in there. and Heck, the way the Big Ten next year is going divisionless, so it may even lose a little bit of luster there because if you lose this, you're going to have a hard time winning your division and getting to the championship. So even the way the divisions are set up, as we see now with the Pac-12 and the Big 12, so it could change a little bit. But I still think that there's going to be a lot in terms of seeding, getting a home game, getting a bye. And so maybe it loses a little bit of the impact from a standpoint of what the results might be. But we still are going to love these big games in college football. And the fact that Oklahoma beat Texas, like you look at that and say, hey, that's tremendous. They might play again, but it doesn't take away, I think, the impact and the result of what you saw on the field. Bob, we miss you here in New York, and I hope that I will see you soon. Thanks for jumping in here. Give our best to McAfee and everybody. We'll see you soon. Absolutely, guys. You guys enjoy it and keep doing a great job. That's the great Bobby Carpenter with us. 97 won the fan in Columbus. And for those of you who watch Get Up, he was with us for a long time and, and, and just a really good guy and a really good analyst. And, and obviously, I, I'm interested to hear how this is playing there. Meanwhile, there's something I have to bring up. Bubba, you guys have to hear something that happened today. Now, I'm going to mention that on this program, you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. That's the one that fans deserve. Meanwhile, I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. There's something I have to share that happened this morning, and I'm not at all comfortable with it. 
And Bubba, I, I need you to help me with this. So the way our morning routine works here at the South Street Seaport Studios of ESPN is that the Get Up staff, of which Hembo and I are both members, have a pre-show meeting at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, usually wraps up around 6.45, and then Hembo and I generally make our way into my office where we take a look at what Cam has put in our Google Doc, we look at the rundown, and go over the things that we want to do. Today, that meeting went a little longer than usual. It's probably almost 7 o'clock. And I looked at Hembo when we walked out the door, and I said, let's go, you want to go into the office and do that? And Hembo said, and I quote, do you want to do that now, or do you want to go to the bathroom first? And I said, what? And he said, well, you always go to the bathroom at this time, so I just thought maybe you would want to do that first before we have the meeting, just the two of us. And I thought, if Hembo knows exactly when I go to the bathroom, I need to reconsider something. I don't know what, but I don't think my wife knows when I go to the bathroom. So, Hembo, how do you explain the fact that you looked me right in the face and said, do you want to go to the bathroom first? Well, just because I I noticed that lately you've been a little bit irregular. And I just wanted to make sure that you were prepared to spend the five to 10 minutes necessary to go through our show without having to be interrupted. Why have you noticed that I've been irregular? Why is that something you're noticing? Just because we spend every single day together for several hours and I'm an observant person. The the part of this that bothers me, there's two things about this, Bubba, that bother me the most. Only two? Well, I'm going to tell you the two that bother me the most. One... He's right, I have been a little bit irregular lately. And two, when he said that to me, I did have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Now, I was willing to wait a little to get our work done, but it was something I was thinking about. He said it to me, and I was already thinking about it. Him saying it was the reason I didn't go do it, because I could never give him the satisfaction of having correctly forecast that need on my part. But, Baba, how should I react to the fact that Hembo knows when I need to go to the bathroom? Well, I mean, I think this is the second part of when you gave him your pants. <laughs> this is the second part of that. So not only is he wearing your pants... You guys are just one now. So yeah. he has your pants, but now he's in. He's you. He's inside of everything you're doing. He's he he's greeny is Hembo. Hembo is greeny. You're you're just you're you're just the same. So you're sharing pants. You're 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 sharing bathroom. We're not times. sharing pants. Let the record show. I gave Hembo a pair of pants. Yeah. That I don't wear anymore. That is not the same thing as sharing pants. You're not. He's not giving me the pants back. He's not borrowing the pants or sharing the pants. Look, I gave I've, him a pair of pants. I've never told you this, but like, it bothers me when halfway through the radio rundown in your office, you have to escape. Well, I and mean, you've done that a few times. Oh, I'm so sorry. It bothers you. I'm so sorry that my that nature bothers you. But I don't, I don't know if I have to start explaining biological function to you. But it's not like I'm thinking, boy, it's I'm going to try and ruin Hembo's morning. That hard for me to ask you, for me to request if you would be a little more regular. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to have a little show meeting. Then we're going to come back. We're going to work this out. Fortinball will join us. 
Who you got is still coming. Stay close by. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Once again, a very happy heavenly birthday to the great Tom Petty. Playing his music this morning. On what would have been his birthday, we are Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And we have a real issue here with the members of the hashtag crew assembled around me. And I want to bring Joe Fortenbaugh into the conversation because he's a man who knows a lot about a lot of things. But I don't know if he knows much about this. We're going to find out. Carlin versus Joe follows us coast to coast here every single day on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But I will set this up again, uh, Joe, for anyone who might not have been listening a few moments ago, and of course for you as well. This morning, Hembo and I were making our usual visit to my office where we were going to put finishing touches on the radio rundown. And as I said to him, shall we go in there and do that? He stopped and said to me, or do you want to go to the bathroom first? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to, to which, yes, uh, yes uh, that was this. Same reaction most people have had, to which I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, I just know you usually go to the bathroom around this time, so I thought you might want to do that first. And there's so many things about that that make me uncomfortable in so many ways for so many reasons that I'm really struggling with it. And, and so, Joe, I, I know you know everything there is to know about sports. I know you know everything there is to know about gambling. Can you help me with this at all? 
Greeny, I can. I, I can. And it starts with shifting your mindset here. You're looking at this the wrong way. You're, you're absolutely looking at this the wrong way. You, and, and I think most people initially when confronted with such a, just a bizarre scenario, Hembo, this is bizarre, by the way. Mm. But when confronted with this at first, it's going to be uncomfortable. But think about it. Go back to the start of your career, the very, very beginning when no one knew who Mike Greenberg really was. You, you, you never would have had someone like this who would have known that. What you have now is Hembo, who is the wags to your Bobby Axelrod. <laughs> you have come all the way up to a point where you have a legitimate right-hand man who understands your internal clock, your internal mechanisms. That's the type of juice you can't pay for in this day and age. You are Bobby Axelrod. He is Robert Wagner. Or actually, what is Wag's first name in that show? Michael? Mike. I believe it's Michael Wagner. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I really I failed to stick the landing on that one. No, that but it, really it, it, it well works for me point. anyway. No, but, but what you don't understand, Joe, is that my wife doesn't know when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> no one knows that. I don't know when she goes to the... I don't want to know. Right. These are things I don't want to know. I was right. Why? Is, I was right. I know that. But why do you know that? I'm not uncomfortable with the fact that you were right or wrong as much as I'm comfortable with the fact that you know it to begin with. Why are you paying such close attention to when I go to the bathroom? I'm not playing, paying such close attention. It just happens every day at the same time. You're a creature of habit. I observe what is happening because I'm a conscientious person. We do the same thing at the same time every single day. I felt that you were a tad off this morning, and I suspected that was why. And as it turns out, that was why. Pavlov's dogs. He's been conditioned quite well. Greeny, I coach T-ball, and every Saturday I know exactly which kid during his warm-up swing is headed right for the family jewels, and I get out of the way. <laughs> I have been conditioned two seasons of coaching this T-ball team to know exactly when I'm about to hit my knees. Last year I hit it frequently. This year I have done a much better job. But do you know when these kids are going to the bathroom? No, Joe? God, no. no you Listen, don't. if I did, I'd be in so much trouble right now. I, I, the fact that you even broached that. Mm. No, but my point <laughs> is, you don't know when a kid is going. Hembo, there is no comparison to be made here. There is no, uh, there is no similar <laughs> scenario. There is no analogy to be drawn. This is something no one person should know about any other person. Maybe if you have infants, like you right now have two little girls mm-hmm. at home, Michelle and you know the other one, and and <laughs> and and maybe you know when they tend yeah, to go no, to the bathroom. Yeah, no, but they're also irregular. But there will come a time really soon when you don't. I promise, and you should unquestionably not know that about me because I'm a 56 year old man. You doofus! Oh, the best, Greeny. The best part about this is yeah. that now at 56, you have such a routine. Hembo's in your head now. Yeah. Your whole routine is going to be screwed You'll up. You'll be thinking You're about me the whole time. Everything. Well, the worst, <laughs> the worst part of it all is that I had to go when he asked me. That, that, is, that is, and then just to spite him, I didn't. So now, I mean, everything is just off here. All right, let's try and get to the bottom of this. If you want to watch the show and listening to us right now, God knows why you would. But if you'd like to, you can. You can click on watch on the ESPN app. Find hashtag Greeny, and we hope you will enjoy as we continue live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We're also on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are a podcast, the Greeny podcast, available daily wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's go through the, uh, the gambling stuff here and, and in every conceivable way. Phillies, Diamondbacks yesterday, 2-1 now um, is the series. 2-1 was the game last night. Where do we stand? 
I think the Phils are a good bet for today, but if you want the best bet, which is I, I am surprised the odds makers have not moved the price on this, although after this gets out, maybe there will be some adjustments. Betting Bryce Harper to record a walk has just been money this postseason. It's not money like it was with Barry Bonds back in, what was it, 2002, but it has been money. Harper to go over half a walk, meaning to walk just one time in this game, is minus 110. You risk $110 to win 100, right? That's the standard juice or the standard vig you'd be laying in an NFL game, in a college game. Harper's walked in seven of nine playoff games. He's got 11 walks total in nine playoff games. Arizona's scratching back into the series, and with the way Bohm is hitting behind Harper right now, or should I say his lack thereof when it comes to hitting behind Harper, just like the Phils had this problem last year in the playoffs, I would imagine him getting a free pass at least once today as well. So Harper to walk uh, minus 110 is definitely a way to play that game today. Did, was it Bohm who hit into the double play last night right after? No, it was Stott, was wasn't it, Joe? No, Bohm was the guy who took five strikes, who stared at five strikes <laughs> right. in that right. at bat in the uh, I think right. it was the he top of the ninth. He struck out twice. That's exactly right. <laughs> I love, by the way, how yeah. much of a de- degenerate that Joe is because he comes on. We ask him for a pick, and he gives us Bryce over a half a walk. He's just a freaking genius. I know. It's I very love good. you. It, it is. Well, I mean, oh, you want to you want to you want to win, or you want to talk about no, when would... Greeny's going to go to the bathroom? Uh, right? The answer we got a couple is options the answer is yes. All right. <laughs> I had a stat earlier this week. That I thought is absolutely fascinating. And this is going to take us to the NFL. Scoring is so low that if you had just begun this season by betting the under in every NFL game, you would be hitting over 60% of your bets. And this past week, Bubba, do you remember what it was? The number was something like 8, 1, and 2. Or it something. was 12, 2, and 1. 12, 2, and 1 on the under. How do we explain this, Joe, and should we expect it to be to continue as a trend? Three parts to this. One, why is it happening? Defenses, it's a copycat league, have understood that there's value in playing a little bit deeper and cutting off the big plays, right? We are going to allow you to nickel and dime us on your way down the field. Take the four-yard crosser, take the six-yard crosser. We are not going to allow you to complete the 25-yard pass down the field. That has been the mindset and the focus and the shift of some of these defenses. Okay, so as a result, we can look to, you know, player props with quarterbacks over completions, over attempts, because it might take more passes to get down the field than it did in the past. But with this, scoring has dropped. Now, as a result, we all come out and have conversations about unders hitting at an alarming rate, 60%. That won't maintain. You go back historically 20, 30 years, you might have overs hitting at 54%, unders hitting at you know 52%, but you're not going to have an outlier season throughout the entire duration at 60%. So regression to the mean is coming, which means we're going to see more overs. At, that mostly isn't going to happen because we're going to see more scoring. It's because bookmakers are going to drop the totals instead of a game being around 45 it might be 43 instead of a game being 49 it might be 47 and as a result you'll get more overs that way scoring doesn't have to go up for more overs we just need these totals to come down that said I think an excellent total bet this weekend on the over is Baltimore and Detroit it opened 42. It's up to 43. It's sitting right there. It's priced to be a defensive battle. And when you dive inside the, the basic metrics, oh, Baltimore's top three in several key metrics. Den- Detroit is top three defensively in several key metrics. They look fantastic. 
Look at who they've played, gentlemen. They're not playing anybody. Baltimore's beating up on Tannehill and a, and a banged-up Joe Burrow and C.J. Stroud in his debut and, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And the last four weeks for Detroit has been Desmond Ritter and, and Bryce Young and Jordan Love. Like, of course your defense should look good there. As a result, the defenses look so good. We're getting so many unders. We got this really low total here at 43. That's where we have an opportunity to go the other way. I think that's an over you want to play this weekend. Okay, I like like it. Joe Fortenbaugh with us again. Carlin versus Joe uh, every weekday on ESPN Radio on the app following us here coast to coast. We talked to Bobby Carpenter earlier this hour about Ohio State, Penn State, huge game, maybe the most consequential game of the college football season all year long. Ohio State's a four and a half point home favorite. What do you like? Yeah, as a Penn State graduate, I know I'm headed for heartbreak here. This pretty much always goes the same way. Penn State has a great season playing nobody. They face Ohio State. We all get excited. They lead. It's very close late. Franklin has a crucial decision to make. He inevitably makes the wrong decision, and then Penn State loses the game. Whether or not they cover is another story. Now, four and a half feels big. It feels big. I lean to Penn State, but the sharp money this week has been all over two bets. The under, which is dropped from around 48 down to 45, 45 and a half, and also the first half under, which was 23 and a half and is now down to 21 and a half. Here's why. Penn State this year lacks explosion in their passing attack. You go through the numbers and it's like, all right, they're not really beating up on anybody in the passing game. They don't have a lot of big plays. Then you look at the schedule and you're like, wait a minute, you're not really playing anybody. You play UMass, you play Delaware. You have a lot of teams there where you should be rolling up big numbers. So if you couldn't roll up big numbers against them, how are you going to do it against Ohio State on the road, right? So that's one reason why. In addition, you look at Ohio State's offense, good, Not what we're used to seeing, though. C.J. Stroud last year, Kyle McCord this year, they're scoring eight fewer points per game. And again, Ohio State has played several games against teams that aren't that great, although the Notre Dame game was impressive. Speaking of the Notre Dame game, they only scored 17 in a win there. I think this game trends towards an under and a first half under. All right, I love it. Um, Extremely good. Uh, Let me give you one more here because I see it on your list. It's another college game. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Oh, no, did, I, did we do Eagles-Dolphins? Let's do that. Let's do an do NFL, NFL game. NFL, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do one NFL game. The Sunday night game is the game of the week. The Eagles only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Miami. What do you see there? I lean to Philly. The look-ahead line here last week was Eagles minus three. They lose to the Jets. It drops to two-and-a-half. I think there's some value there with the crowd at Lincoln Financial Field and the Eagles in a bounce-back spot. The money, though, is on the under. And again, think about this. Sunday night football, the two most explosive offenses in the NFL, one that's setting record after record in Miami. Why would the total go from 52 down to 51 and a half, right? The public is going to love the over in this game. This feels like an underplay for a couple reasons. Number one, totals inflated because of what we've seen from Miami. But let's look at some key road spots like they're in this week against good defenses like they're in this week. They hung 24 at New England and only 20 at Buffalo. This offense can be limited, and Philadelphia does have a very good defense. On top of that, look at what Philadelphia did last week. They were either leading or tied with the Jets for 58 minutes, yet somehow inexplicably threw 45 passes in that game. Why are you throwing 45 passes in a game where you're leading or tied for 58 minutes? And the Jets have struggled a bit this year in run defense. It doesn't make any sense. That's why the Eagles blew that game. That's why they lost. I think they get back to running the ball this week to keep Tua and the Dolphin offense on the sidelines. And as a result, the clock keeps ticking. We get further and further into the game. Under 51 and a half would be my play there. All right. I love it. I love everything about it. Great fun as always, Joe. We'll hear you in about a half hour here, coast to coast on ESPN Radio. Thank you. 
Enjoy the bathroom, Greeny. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> the great Joe Fortenball. Once again, I'm, I'm uncomfortable in ways that I can't even put into words about that. Meanwhile, I want to do one more thing because we have who you got coming up, and we're, we're so busy with so much stuff. But there's a question I really wanted to ask you. The Scoop. We, we touched on this yesterday, and um, it's not really any more relevant today than it was yesterday, except that the Astros really may be playing their way back into this American League. Well, they have played their way back into this American League Championship Series, and they may be on their way to winning another World Series. I want to ask you the following question. Is Jose Altuve going to be treated by history the same way the steroid users have been, which is to say, is everything that he has done in his career, which would put him extraordinarily high on the list of the greatest players in the history of his position, I have to believe, and candidly, one of the greatest players in postseason history, full stop, is that going to be um, diminished or whatever the word, however it is that we view Alex Rodriguez and Barry Bonds and all of that? Is the same thing going to happen to Altuve? I think the answer is no. And it's definitely, I hope not. Here are some numbers, and then we'll unpack it as it relates to the Hall of Fame. So the position of second base is one in which the vast majority of the all-time greats played a long, long time ago. Four of the five best second basemen of all time debuted before 1925. Since then, Joe Morgan is the only other one that stacks up. And it is my opinion that Jose Altuve is baseball's best second baseman since Joe Morgan. He played this year so at that third include, grade. That, I mean, let me just stop you. I'm sorry. Sure. That includes Roberto Alomar? It includes Roberto Alomar. Does that include Ryan Sandberg? It does. Uh, uh, so Altuve is better than either of those guys? Or Lou Whitaker, or Bobby Gritch, or Chase Utley, or Craig Biggio, or Jeff Kent, or any of them. Okay. This is a player who played this year at 33. He already has more than 2,000 hits, more than 1,000 runs, more than 200 homers, nearly 300 stolen bases with a sparkling postseason resume. I think that Jose Altuve will escape unscathed, or at least as it relates to the Hall of Fame, escape unscathed. The worst-case scenario for him, in my opinion, is that what, happens, that what happened to Roberto Alomar will happen to him. Roberto Alomar, who I think most people consider the best second baseman since Joe Morgan, had to wait one year to get in the Hall of Fame. He was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. And that was in large part... Does because, he spit in an umpire's face? That's right. Yeah. But there is really no other reason for him not to be. So that is the only question I have. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer or is Jose Altuve asked to wait or, uh, or made to wait because he was the face of this thing? That, I think, is the best question. However, in some sense, he's already vindicated. They won the championship last year. And he's great again, and they might win it again. See, the steroid guys didn't have the chance to redeem themselves the way that he has and the way that he did. I think right now he's actually building back his reputation to such an extent that it might not stick with him as much as we may have thought. I ask this question really maybe more as a sports announcer because I find myself when I'm doing his highlights and all that kind of stuff – thinking again about some of the things I want to say. Like, I want to say, oh, one of the great postseason players of all time and throw out stats. And I feel like there's a part of me in the back of my head that's thinking my audience is going to be thinking, yeah, you dope, but he was stealing signs and they were blinging, uh, blinging cash, um, mm-hmm. trash cans and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, so I have it in the back of my head. I'm not asking as much about the Hall of Fame, although that is a very legitimate question, as I am the just the basic feeling of your... Of, of most baseball fans. So I think someday when we write our 11th book and Jose Altuve is a chapter in it, I don't think it will be the lead, but I think it will be somewhere in the first paragraph. 
But I do think that his story can still be written and revised based upon what happens here from here on out. And there's a lot of good that he can still do. The other thing about Jose Altuve is unlike some of these steroid users who we have, we have learned to revile, he's actually very well liked and very well respected by people in and around baseball, which will obviously matter. Like your Q rating will make a difference. It doesn't help that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens was hated by so many of his teammates and reporters, and especially reporters, because those are the people that wind up voting on this stuff. I don't get the sense that Jose Altuve is nearly as as uh, badly received in that community, but there are definitely fans around the country that will cynically point to the 2017 sign-stealing scandal when, it comes to, when his name comes up until the end of time. Okay, we'll find out. We'll talk much more about that as we go. We've got two pieces of business left. We've got to do who you got, and we've got to do this. Hambo Trivia, go. Who was the last quarterback to beat both Ohio State and Michigan in the same season? The last quarterback. The last quarterback to beat Ohio State and Michigan in the same season. That's a great question. The answer is next on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. All right, rolling along here, Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio. We'll do who you got in a minute, but first, Hembo's got the trivia. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Hembo, who was the last quarterback to beat both Ohio State and Michigan in the same season? It's a really good question, and I'm sitting here, and it is bothering me that I do not have any semblance of an answer. 
I, I'm trying to think of someone that would have beaten one of them in the regular season and then the other one in a college football playoff kind of scenario. That's that's the thought that's going through my head because I just don't know what the last time anybody beat both of them in the same season in the conference was. It has been a very long time. I, I'm going to give my first guess, and I can't come up with anyone. So then I have to believe the only option here is that it is someone from Penn State because um, I, I can't imagine another team in the Big Ten East beat both of those teams in the same year. So I'm, I'm going with a Penn State quarterback, and the only one I can think of is Kerry Collins. So I'm going to guess Kerry Collins, even though I have absolutely no confidence whatsoever. That was my thinking. Uh, Cam, you? I feel the same way. I'm going with Penn State legend uh, Trace McSorley. Oh, could it have happened more recently? Oh, damn it. All right, I'm already on board with mine. Go ahead, Bubba. I mean, I have no... I'm going Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson from when he was at Wisconsin, I guess, or not NC State. All right. I actually like Cam's guess better than mine now. The correct answer is Connor Cook. <laughs> Connor Cook. Uh, Michigan State? Michigan State in 2013. So that precedes Harbaugh. But he beat both Michigan and Ohio State in the regular season that year. So you're telling me Trace McSorley didn't, obviously. Correct. Did Kerry Collins, or is it just, because I, I get that Kerry Collins wouldn't be the answer, but did he beat both of them? I will t- oh, double check okay, if he yeah. ever did it. Any trivia season. question to which Connor Cook is the answer yeah. is not a valid trivia Should question. Should not be asked. Valid? Yeah, it's not valid. It's invalid. No one's going to get that right. That's correct. You know who didn't get that right? Connor Cook. Connor Cook doesn't know You guys know don't remember Mark D'Antonio's teams having some success? They've had I think a couple this of big is worse. I think this is worse than the foreign soil question, honestly. Yeah, that's a terrible question. In fact, it doesn't even count in the standings. I decree it. So let it be written. So let it be done. All right, one piece of business left. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, uh, this is Bubba's turn. He's got a bunch of questions. Let's do as many as we can fast because they're fun. All right, who you got brought to you by Connor Cook. I'm sorry, who you got brought to you by Granger. Connor Cook. And we got the uh, ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. And, yeah, you are 5-13. and 13. You went 0-3 last week. You're in last place. Just a disaster. Carlin versus Joe is in first place at 14-4. and four, so Why so. do we even continue it? Like, can I just concede? Like, can I just – You I, won it last just, year. Just be, I, I got it. So There's, there's still a chance. There's right. still a chance. Go so, ahead. First game, Lions at Ravens. This is Baltimore Lions. minus three. Lions. Lions. I like the Lions right. to win straight up. Give me the Lions and the money line. Next. Steelers at Rams, Los Angeles minus three. For absolutely no reason, I'll take Pittsburgh in the points. All right. Last one. <laughs> Sunday night, Dolphins at Eagles. I love Miami. Sorry, Cam. Sorry, Hembo. You're going to the World Series, but you're not winning this weekend. I have got the Dolphins to win this game, and I will take the money line on the two underdogs I grabbed this week. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. And having said that, let's go to the fun questions. Let's do it. All right. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. 55 years ago, Sunday, the Jackson 5 made their national TV debut on ABC's Hollywood Palace. Who you got is your favorite Jackson 5 song. Okay. I wanted this question in because I have made this point to many people. I Believe I Want You Back is not only my favorite Jackson 5 song. I think if I had to pick my single favorite song ever, it would be that. Hembo, even you know that song, don't you? I'm looking up Kerry Collins' game log, actually. Okay. So leave, me, <laughs> leave me alone. 
I love the only time there was an acceptable yes, answer tonight. Kerry Collins did this in 1994. I got it half right. Okay, that makes me feel nice. a little bit better. Uh, I, I Want You Back is definitively my favorite, not only my, uh, Jackson 5 song, it is my favorite. It might be my favorite pop song ever recorded. I, I, pop is not the right term probably for it, but my favorite popular song of, of, of modern music, it would probably be my number one song of any artist at any time. How about that? 23 years ago last Sunday, Curb Your Enthusiasm debuted on HBO. What a show. Who you got is your favorite TV show. See, are we allowed to meld Curb and Seinfeld? Because there's so I mean, the, the common... The threads of commonality are so overwhelming. The similarities are so overwhelming. Basically, Curb is just Seinfeld on cable. So you're, you're, you're allowed to get away with stuff that they couldn't do on NBC in the 90s. Um, well, let's just, what if we just took out Seinfeld and Curb? What would you say is your favorite one besides them? Well, now you've completely changed the dynamics. I mean, I, I, those are my favorite shows. Um, my favorite show in my childhood was Happy Days. I was the Fonz nice, every year solid. for like three years straight on Halloween. I loved the TV show The Odd Couple in my youth. Sure. Most of these things are going to be from my youth. If you want something that is relatively modern, I guess I would say Modern Family, the first five seasons I thought were excellent. From that point, I thought it fell a little bit off a cliff. But I would say the first half of the run of Modern Family in the last generation would be my favorite recent TV show. All right, 34 years ago, Tuesday, Billy Joel released his 11th album, Stormfront, actually includes probably my favorite Billy Joel song, Down Easter Alexa. Who you got as your favorite Billy Joel album? My, my favorite Billy Joel album is actually the first album I ever bought with my own money, which anyone my age knows was a really big deal. That's something that has just now gone the way of the Edsel or whatever that expression is, is no one buys an album anymore. Um, but the first album I ever bought with my own money was Billy Joel, The Stranger, and it continues to be my favorite Billy Joel album. And I would actually say it's one of the five or so best rock albums ever recorded. Every single song on it is outstanding. All right, one more. Go. All right, 73 years ago today, we got to get in because Thomas Earl Petty was born in Gainesville, Florida. Wow. He died in 2017 at the age of 66. Who you got is your favorite Tom Petty song. By the way, Dan Graziano's favorite song is American Girl. Yeah. So who you got? One I mean, minute. it's almost, it's probably, I think it's his best known song. I mean, Free Fallen might be right up there with it. Um, I mean, it had so many great songs. I won't back down and and... Waiting is the hardest part. I mean, my favorite song is American Girl, but it feels very cliche. Like when he, when they played halftime of the Super Bowl, he just started with that guitar at the beginning. Hembo, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Tunner Cook was a fourth-round pick. <laughs> he was drafted in the same round as Dak Prescott. It's not an invalid question. And what's he doing now? Oh. He started a playoff game in the NFL. Okay. There's only one thing I have to tell you, Hembo. I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, I know. <laughs> so the show is over. <laughs> have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We will see you back in Better Than Ever Monday. Same time, same place, right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.